So, some interesting things happened this week. Uh -huh. The Maryville man faces a felony charge for dipping his testicles in salsa before delivery. Oh, God in heaven. <laughs> no. This article is from Knox News. People <laughs> usually dip chips in salsa. She thanks Knox News for telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> A Maryville man. <laughs> is this targeted idea. towards the people who think this is normal <laughs> behavior? No, 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 wait. You usually put chips in salsa. Don't bother. No, no, no. Get that guacamole away from me. I'm not trying it. I don't know Some where you've been. Some guy's squatting over a, a bowl of old El Paso, <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? Read the paper. I'm not supposed to do this. But it feels so good on my balls. No. Oh. It's, it's cool, and it's zesty. <laughs> it's cool and zesty. <clears throat> I found out there are taste receptors pretty much throughout your entire body. Did you know that? I know there are there are taste receptors in your stomach. There are taste receptors in your anus. P okay. Wow. All right. Thanks. Thank. Thanks, Mister Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Why? There why? are taste receptors in. I believe. I believe in your sexual organs as well. Why? So you can taste the vagine <laughs> or the bum hole. But what does that do? <laughs> No, I, I believe it's just a way of sensing chemical, you know, chemical neurotransmitters the person's giving off. Because uh -huh. they say that when two people know they're going to have sex with each other, they're they're literally giving off pheromones that the other person is smelling going, I'm going to fuck. I'm fucking uh -huh. right now. Yeah. That's what's happening. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, Howard Matthew Webb, 31, accused of placing his testicles in salsa container um, that was then delivered to a low-tipping customer last month. Maryville police arrested Webb on Friday on a charge of adulteration of food, liquids, or pharmaceuticals. Wait, adulteration of food? It's, it's a Class C felony. Okay. <clears throat> the woman who received the salsa had ordered a January food January 12th from a local Mexican restaurant through a uh -huh. dinner, dinner delivered, which is kind of like a Grubhub. Or DoorDash. An online food delivery service. Webb was a passenger in a vehicle driven by an independent contractor who worked for Dinner Delivered. Okay. General Manager, Ale Manager Aaliyah Wilson told the Daily Times. After the pair picked up the food from the restaurant, they made a video according to an arrest warrant. <laughs> they taped it and put of it on the Of course they net. fucking did. Of course they did. Webb produced a video showing Webb placing his testicles in, salsa, in the salsa container, and the driver is heard laughing and, and stating, this is what you give. Given when you get uh, this is what you get when you give an eighty nine cent tip for an almost thirty minute drive. <laughs> Maryville Police Department. Hey, it serves a right. No, I'm kidding. Stop it, Maryville. Why are you saying stop it? Stop it. Does serve a right? She should eat. She should taste his testicle taste receptors. Yeah, she should. He should befoul. <laughs> His he should dip his disease-ridden fucking ball sack in her food because she didn't tip it. Fuck you. We should repeal tipping altogether. Uh, Maryville Police Department investigator Rod Fernandez wrote in the warrant. Webb is heard saying, Oh, it feels good. That's literally what it says. Oh, my God. <laughs> the 14-second clip made the rounds on Facebook, racking up hundreds of shares. Police opened an investigation after dinner delivered contacted them about the video, uh -huh. said Maryville Police uh, Chief Tony Crisp. That's not his name. That's his name, Mr. Do uh, Chief, Chief Tony Officer Crisp. Crisp, get in here. Doesn't that sound like the guy? <laughs> doesn't that sound like a movie cop? Crisp, crunchy, <laughs> soggy. Get the fuck in here, man. What? <laughs> the driver has not been charged, but the investigation is Snap, ongoing. Snap, crackle, pop. 
Get out of that bowl and get in my office now. My name is Tony Crisp, and I'll put this gun in your fucking asshole if you don't, if you don't <laughs> tell me what I need to know. police <laughs> department are, are food mascots. It's Cookie Crisp. Kellogg. <laughs> I said Kellogg. That's just the brand. Oh, I'm sorry, Fruit Loops. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's two sand, two two can Sam. No, 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 no. They're just that they just get over here, Cookie Crisp. Put your fucking <laughs> ass over there. Or, or it's just that Chief Tony Crisp gives everybody the name of another food item. He's he's like he's like you, you come here. Hey, Reese's peanut butter cups. Just put your butt right there. Tell me what happened yesterday. Sit down, Hellman's Donut. <laughs> Hellman's mayonnaise. I'm Hellman's. <laughs> no, mayonnaise. it's Hellman's mayonnaise. Yeah, Entenmann's. Entenmann's. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Wait a minute, how many other food are you? Hey, guy, Heinz ketchup, just put your fucking butt right there. Watch your, watch your mouth, Choco Taco. <laughs> Sergeant Olive Oil, get. <laughs> Sergeant Crisco, just... What is the worst... What is the worst product name you can think of? Oh, my God. Um, like, that cleared, like, a, a, there was a boardroom full of people who were like, <laughs> okay, we got this new thing, what are we going to call it? And they're like, let's name it Diphtheria Test, or something really just awful. <laughs> let's call it shit. <laughs> we've, good. Okay, we've got this new peanut butter. Let's call it Pap Schmear. <laughs> Let's call it yeasty. Yeasty. <laughs> we got we got spotted dick flavored dick. Just, just, dick, just why not? The, the mascot for spotted dick is a spotted dick. <laughs> huh. um, I don't know. I mean, I I just. There are some products where it's like they really didn't think through how how bad it would look in the package with the title. I think, yeah. I think there was one. Oh man, I'd have I'd actually have to look it up, and I don't know if I let me see bad product product ads. <laughs> well, there's was, the most infamous one, which was AIDS. Oh god, which was a diet, which was a like a soft chocolatey diet chew. E- the oh god, no, these ads are really horrible. But I can't what? really I can't really explain to you what's going on. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't say what's the worst, but one of my very, very favorite yeah. advertisements that, that I've ever seen that cleared the book. Whoever did this was fucking brilliant. There's a Keystone Light ad from a few years ago. It's uh-huh. beer, right? Where this guy, this this guy comes out and he's really sexy. He's got long hair, chest hair, but he's really built. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, you got to mix it around. But he's not mixing the 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 twenty the thirty rack of beer. He's literally shaking his hips. He's like, trust me, what I'm doing will work. And he keeps shaking <laughs> his hips like he's putting boogie into the fucking drink. <laughs> he's not even moving the drink. And I'm like, that is the funniest fucking ad I've ever what seen. The fuck. It's great. It's great because he just he keeps winking at the camera and chiming on the little thing with his teeth. And I'm just like, that, that right there is fucking awesome. I don't know if you can tell, but I over the past two weeks since that cold went away, I've lost my voice a little bit. Oh. <coughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the congestion went away, the cold went away, but the cough was like, nah, I'm here to stay. Hey, you're starting to reach that age where you have a cough for a couple of months. Fuck that shit. (laughs) Well, I'm sure the smoking doesn't help. No, it doesn't. You want to start a show? Yeah, why not? Hey, hey, right. hey, it's my turn. No, we're starting a show now. Go away. I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive inside of you. I You're am not. inside of you right now. You are. <laughs> I'm, inside. I'm not only inside you of you, I'm inside didn't even buy me dinner, house. you asshole. What? I, I have purchased dinner, you liar. I have purchased dinner for you so many times. A bag of peanuts and a half-sucked lifesaver is not dinner. It's what they gave me on the airplane. <laughs> 
<laughs> Starting a show. I, I spend $800 getting to you. Great. Three, two. Oh, I'm fading into the background. Good. One. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus something. And on this show, Atticus tells a story, and I interrupt him. And, hey, guys, uh, normally we take uh, stuff from from listeners like you, and if you want to send but us a we story... But we lost one of our listener stories. Yeah, so if you No, 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 no it's this... not you, it's not you, it's Monkey Tail. Just so he knows, I forgot your story. You need to send me that link again, because I yeah. couldn't find it in my email or in my... In my uh, Twitter feed or anywhere else, I seem yeah. to have misplaced it. He lost it in his blinky box. You know, the thing that make, keeps me awake all night. <laughs> so, if you guys have a story that you'd like for us to read, please go to the Little <laughs> Listen Podcast website, go to the contact page and leave it for us there, or send us a message and let me know how you would like to get it to me. All right, so are we reading anything from a listener? No, we're doing some picket fences tonight. Oh, more of your picket fences, right? More of the shit version of picket fences. Come on. Okay, okay, fine. I really want to hit home when I finally tell you on the show that a publisher has picked up my book, and then you're going to see it in stores, and you're going to be like, I know that guy. And then everybody's going to be like, can you get out of here? You're not even wearing pants. She's going to just say that to nobody. I know him (laughs) in in this fictional bookstore that still exists. (laughs) I go. I still go to Barnes and Noble. You have Barnes and Noble still? Yeah. yeah. We don't have five, none of them. They're all gone. We have Amazon stores, don't you? Well, you know what they opened recently? They opened a uh, one of these weird Amazon like convenience stores uh-huh. where if you have an Amazon account, you just walk in, pick up what you want, and walk out, and it IDs you and automatically charges you to your account. Yeah, there was a very predictive uh, um, a commercial from about I don't know fifteen years ago where this guy walks in wearing a trench co- walks into a grocery store and wearing a trench coat, and he starts putting stuff into his pocket. And you think that he's stealing, but on all of a sudden he looks at the screen, and the screen flashes at his irises. I mean, at his uh, retinas, and it, and it says "paid." And he walks out. That's 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 uh, what was Creepy that minority fuck. minority report? Remember no, that? it was a it was a commercial as well. I have to find it. Okay, for you. but yeah, that, yeah, that's I don't very, like uh, it. I don't like it. Jason, they have your thumbprint. I don't your, like it. They have your butthole. That's what they have. I don't want no. You know how people <laughs> you know, those, send their butthole as those are supposed to be as unique as your fingerprint. Uh, not with the extra hemorrhoids these days. (laughs) All right, so chapter whatever. Joan had had enough with puttering around. The boys were alone in the room. Is that what she calls it? Oh, uh, so they they went, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you need to catch up. Last time on, they drew a photo, they drew a, uh, Josh drew a picture of... The guy who hit him with a car. We found out that Ben can't read because he's stupid. Um, yeah. He's a liar who tells it, lying stories about how his family was rich. Was and rich, and not. that's why he doesn't know how to read, not because he's a dumb hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> and then they drew the picture, and they decided to go to sleep together in the same bed. And they just stared at each other, and then they fell asleep. Hmm. The boys were alone in the room, but she felt that she did not have to worry now that she re- had repeatedly gone to the door, listened there, and heard them talking. <laughs> Sorry. No. Dude, at 15 years old, it would be like, <laughs> and then someone going, slow down just a little bit. Ow! <laughs> and he just goes in dry because it's the first I'm time and he doesn't get it. What? <laughs> he goes in dry. And Josh oh. is like, oh, oh. I really want this to be meaningful. <laughs> My butthole. 
<laughs> not anyway. touching, not touching or moaning, or the soft sounds of bodies clamoring together for the sensation of ecstasy, but just voices. Though she could not make out what they were saying, it was muffled and strange, being that she could hear everything Josh was doing in there with perfect clarity, even with the door shut. Didn't I just say she couldn't make out what they were saying? You did. You okay. did, Clarice. You did. Continuity. <laughs> You gotta have it in order to make. I don't have to tear apart your story. You do a pretty good job at at, at it yourself. Well, this is the thing. Um, What you're supposed to do after you finish each version of it is you're supposed to put it away for a few weeks and then look at it later, so you see these things. Yeah. Now I haven't read this version of the story for over a year. Oh, good. So now that I'm reading it, I'm catching everything. I'm like, oh my god! Imagine that's what's going to happen. Like in a few years, I'll pick up my book off a shelf in a fictional bookstore. (laughs) There's Uh no. There's just my book there. That's all that's left because no. Nobody wanted it. Well, anyways, I pick it up and I just start reading and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. How did I even, how did this end up even on the shelf? It's not. (laughs) I put it there. I lied. I'm a hack. I walked in with it in my hand, published from Amazon and put it on the shelf. That's how you get notoriety. You go go to the last remaining Barnes (laughs) & Noble, push back the old people who still read paper books. You slip your book in there. Then you go in, pick it up, and then bring it to the counter and say, I can't believe that you have this controversial smut on your stand. (laughs) You make a huge deal about it. And then the lady behind the counter goes, ooh, this is my favorite book now. Yeah. And she's the only one. And the old ladies want to pick it up because you said controversial smut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess what? There's no there's no rich guy doting on a young girl. It's a guy in a trailer fucking <laughs> abducting somebody and putting her. It's literally the same story. If the guy wasn't rich in, in Fifty Shades of Grey, it would, be, it would be a fucking episode of fucking Forensic Files. <laughs> you know that. You literally know that. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god it would it would that book has been that book has been sold to 50 million people yeah, and no. yet we're sitting there going oh it's such a such an amazing controversial story but blah, blah, no blah, one blah. it was not controversial if it, it was, was just... if it was a guy in his own house who did this stuff to a woman that was working under him he would be in jail and it would not be a romantic story and no one would give a <laughs> shit the only thing that changes it is money that's it you think yeah. Anyway. And yet women loved it. I wonder why. Okay. So, uh, meanwhile, mom was puttering around with her. <laughs> Jason was just like, whoa, was he serious with that comment? I don't know. Right? Of course not. Okay, good. No, it's just, that was a word of mouth story. It's the reason it, they were like, mm, it's good. It's got sexy sex in it. It's not. And you it don't have to feel of... bad about reading it in front of people. You should, because it's so poorly written. Yeah, it's, I think Stephen King said it was a piece of shit. He's yeah, like, well, he was right. It, it was a piece of shit. <coughs> Don't like, expect any follow-up from this author, by the way. There were three novels in the series. Yeah, I know, and all of them were based on her fucking slash fiction on Twilight characters. Oh. Now that she's used all that up, do you oh. really think she's going to come rampaging back with another book? I have a whole series of books planned, and I'll never be famous. Sorry, right. I'm going to write them anyway. It was as if whatever they were doing or talking about was not for her ears, and by some magical force, the door, she had been closed from it. She thought for a moment that she could bring them some snacks to intrude (laughs) on and ask on how they were doing. But she was not that type of money. I brought chocolate donuts and hot dogs. 
I put I put the hot dogs through the chocolate donuts. You like that? Like you like good. it? Yeah. Watch as uh, I move them. <laughs> she was. I also brought you some tang. Oh. <laughs> you you don't like tang? I don't like tang. <laughs> I gotta say, it's probably the worst fucking thing ever. It's so hey, gross. Hey, hey, hey! Here's something that I I remembered the other day while I was writing. What? I was writing a scene in which a person is at a, uh, a birthday party and yeah. uh, they're getting cake, they're getting ice cream. Yeah. Uh, those things existed during this time period. But then I had them reach <laughs> for a squeeze bottle of Hershey's ketchup and went, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. What? I mean, Hershey's ketchup. Hershey's, Hershey's ketchup? <laughs> Let me finish my sentence. Go for Hershey's, it. Hershey's chocolate. But then right. I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. 30 years ago, you didn't get Hershey's from a squeeze bottle. No, you didn't. You got it from a fucking can. It was like condensed milk or something. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Okay, but do you remember also getting Hawaiian punch in a can? Yeah, I do remember that too. I was, I was sitting there going, oh my God, how many canned things that I used to drink I think out it of? was, I, what movie was it? It was, um, it was uh, Nothing But Trouble, that awful Dan Aykroyd movie mm-hmm, yeah. where they had um, Hawaiian punch. <laughs> And the way they poured it was they took one of those one of those stabby oil spigots and they <laughs> yeah. stabbed it onto the top so that they could pour it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Children gather around. Grandpa how many, Jason how many and, and times? Grandpa Addy is going to tell you about old timey food products. How many times was I this close to getting like trichinosis or something <laughs> because I was drinking shit out of cans? Because I remember, I remember my mother. I distinctly remember my mother taking those cans. And instead yeah. of pouring it into something else, she would put a cap on that can and put it in the fridge with the can open. Yeah, that's what you do. And this was only 30-something years ago. Yeah, and none of us died. And none of us, no one, no one, you know, killed themselves because we put an open can back in the refrigerator. You've there was so much sugar in that fucking shit that there was no way anything was going to go wrong bad with yeah, it. Yeah, trichinosis, no matter what the canning techniques you use, trichinosis would still grow. Okay, what's trichinosis? Oh, Jason. I don't know what it is. How's my voice today? It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Mm. It does. It sounds great. Yeah, you know what that sounds like? Trichinosis. Trichinosis is an infection caused by the roundworm trichinella, spirialis, or other trichinella species. Symptoms include diarrhea, abdominal cramps, muscle pain, and fever. Hey, I wonder what would happen if we went to the CDC and looked this up. Would there be a guy shitting on a stone plinth? <laughs> no, he'd be drinking a, he'd be drinking a, a can of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> People acquire the infection by eating raw or undercooked or a contaminate, can, contaminated meat. See, so there's not a whole lot of meat in, in either. I get my soup. beef from a can all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hershey's, the can of Hershey's syrup came with a lid. Uh, Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. She would put the lid on it and just put it back in the fridge. That's what you were supposed to do? Yeah, but I I think I just, that's just, no. You never died. You were fine. All right, so back to fine. (laughs) She had cared for the needs of her child for this long without expecting anything back, and she wasn't about to start now. Long ago, she had learned that it is not the responsibility of a child to fulfill the dreams when wishes, uh, dreams or wishes or needs of a parent. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I reused that one several times over. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's even in the new version of the book because I I remember I remember once I I was getting a a, a slew of comments on a video a, a video I made about um, what 
what could be the genetic or psychological or whatever causes of homosexuality and why why evolution produces it. Just my my own little hypothesis. Uh-huh. And somebody was just giving me this this thing about how you're supposed to produce children. And I'm like, no, it does, evolution doesn't have a goal, you idiot. There's no goal. I don't know where you got that idea. I understand that you accept evolution, but that's not. It doesn't. There's no end goal. It's just it's just whatever happens happens, and it happens according to these rules. There is no thing that goes. Oh, we get rid of the gay people. It doesn't work that way because here I am. You see what I'm saying? So, and they were like, yeah, but they're supposed to produce children for their grand, their, their parents. And I'm like, dude, my, I remember out of the clear blue, and this is, this is actually a much more eureka moment that I should reward myself for. Remember when I said that, that they made love in ways that neither poetry nor pornography could contrive, and I thought yes. that, that was good writing? I, I sent him a comment that said, it is not the responsibility of a child to fulfill the dreams of their parents, ever. And I remember, I remember for the first time ever in a comment comment section, that person shut their fucking mouth and did not type me back. Did everyone applaud? No. <laughs> but I applaud myself. Okay, good. I agree. <clears throat> they may not they may not have stopped her from snooping through his things. That, she rationalized, was needed for his well being. Though her snooping never yielded many any drugs or contraband, nothing that signified he was in trouble, it had placed her in a strange predicament. For now, she only had her suspicions that her son was a homosexual. The drawings, his somewhat feminine way of acting. <laughs> the way he would easily let his eyes linger on another boy for a moment longer than other boys would. And now we this new boy would somehow... bringing up butt-fucking at the dinner table, apropos of nothing. He'd say, please pass the gravy, and he'd say, have you ever thought about butt-fucking, Mom? <laughs> I think I'd God, like this it. Beef, this this <laughs> this this spam that you cooked tonight tastes like cock. What? <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. I want a professional opinion, mother. What does it taste like? <laughs> well, son, it's a bit salty. But if it's washed, it just tastes like skin. Put your thumb in your mouth. It's about the same. <laughs> Put your thumb in your mouth. I'm telling you to suck on your thumb. Hmm. She supposed that it was not just him. Josh had had a handful, a, a hand to play in this. But the speed at which things were changing puzzled her a little. She supposed she had had a good long run, 15 years where her son was obedient, trustworthy, and well-mannered. And now it was time for the change. <coughs> I said, you know, it is time for the change. Mother! <laughs> I want cock. <laughs> She did not expect him to to become a a deviant overnight, cheating on tests, getting into fights, stealing from stores, or or those sorts of things. No, he would rebel in his own way and with this boy. A very small part of her wondered what would happen were she to separate the two and forbid they see each other. But she knew her son. He would find a way to seek him out. And if failing that, would find another person to express these feelings with. It could end up being in a... (laughs) Go! You're so much me, you already know what I'm going to (laughs) say. It could end up being an adult, and that she could not have. Right. Standing once again in the kitchen, she was annoyed, pensive, and a little bit jealous of her boy. Was she jealous? Yes, a little bit. Not that he was spending time with someone else besides her, but of his youth. That he got to experience these things as new feelings, new moments. That, for her, had already gone by. Yeah. Joy and jealousy. Was it possible to have those two feelings at once? She supposed so. <clears throat> what was she to do with herself now? She was hungry. She had not eaten since the hot dogs and beans, which she wretched up at the doctor's office. Gross. Why do we keep 
keep going back to that. And being that she had not digested the food, her stomach growled for attention. What? <laughs> Stop starving yourself like those All ads. we've had is cock and those bee porker beans. <laughs> and cigarettes. I need that a soda, Jason. My, my throat is... Wasn't enough. What did you say? I need soda. My throat's killing myself. Oh. Okay. Give me a sec. Off he goes. He's wearing a cap backwards. He's wearing a cap backwards. This is so cold. And I think the backwards part helps with the cold. I don't know. And then he's grabbed another five liters uh. of Coca-Cola. This time away from the mic is brought to you by the makers of cock. Cock. Tastes good. You would be the first one to, to say that no one made cock. <laughs> uh, all right. Although you do have to wonder, what was the first creature that actually had one? Oh, when did peanuts? Oh, no, 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 no. But well, you got to think about it this way. Okay. Um, initially, single-celled life forms would trade plasmids through. Um, plasmids are, are small circular pieces of DNA that they would share. Um, and that it is the it is the hypothesis. I don't know if it's actually a theory. Well, I'm sorry, that's not the way it works. But it is a a, a supported hypothesis that that's how the terms male female actually you know started. Was okay. one would have a budding you know little proboscis or whatever, and the other would have an opening, and they mm. would share plasmids. And they realized, hey, if you give me your immunities, I can survive too. Thank you. <laughs> what do that, I get? Nothing. Die. No, no, no. They would trade them back and forth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that that's so we. I'd have to say, sing probably oh, single. Oh, wouldn't self. it suck if we still worked on that level? I literally had to like, Jason, are you dying? I got the. Hold on a second. I touch you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but you've got to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and well, what no, would the happen? Whole, the whole point is to pass it on to the offspring. Yeah, but let's say we ex- let's say that even as multicellular organisms, we exchanged literally exchanged DNA that we then reabsorbed into our own into our own system. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you fuck somebody, and the next day you have red hair. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I'm wearing a hat. I hate the hair so much. I'm yeah. wearing a hat, and I'm walking through a crowd. I'm like, anybody have sandy blonde hair? Just any <laughs> anybody. Anybody, and they're like, yeah, just uh, okay, just put your thumbprint on the. There we go, there we go. Just uh, uh, twenty-five bucks. Oh man, I have twenty-four. No, you need twenty-five. Fuck you, and then and it's considered assault to just like, just, 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 just fuck me. Come on, it would make the hairstylist a lot different. <laughs> oh my god, James's. Oh my god, James's job. I wouldn't be able to stand it. He'd be so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired, honey. <laughs> He's already everyone wants tired. my hair color <laughs> bald. But you could not. You could <laughs> pick. You, missed, it's you like, missed what I said. What did you? you I heard what you said. You, oh, I didn't think it was In an deference. insult. I love his bald head. I love it. I'm, okay. Well, what if you didn't have? What if it wasn't just hair color? What if it was just like? This, oh no! I, I say, my, my eyes are Asian today. <laughs> oh, I have hammer thumbs now. Why do I have hammer thumbs? <laughs> And, uh, actually, I think that'd be oh, yeah. interesting if I woke up and had Asian eyes. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be looking at myself in the mirror, going, "Holy fuck!" It's like I'm a totally different. Did you ever see the movie Looper? Yes. Okay, you they they did not really. I really didn't like the makeup that they did on uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I know they were trying to make him look a little bit like, but they didn't really have to do that much of it. But they no. gave him. He looks. It looks like somebody is making fun of an Asian character. <laughs> 
in that movie. I don't know if that's bad for Bruce Willis because I've always made a joke that in his latest movies, all he does is squint, right? Well, he is in his 60s, I believe. Yeah, but old people don't squint all the time. Um, Yes, they do. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do not. They spent a lot of the space. I'm, I'm squinting right now. The people I just left are literally squinting right now. <laughs> they're 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 they, they can't even sleep because they're squinting so hard. <laughs> <clears throat> they're squinting so hard they're crying. Are you sure they're just not crying? <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. Uh, what would she do with herself now? She was hungry. Oh, I already did. <laughs> yeah, she's hungry. I just wanted to mention the puke again. She looked to the fridge, and there, pinned by a magnet, was her own likeness, as only her son could produce. She smiled and tugged at the drawing from under the magnet until it came free and held in both hands, adoring it. This was how Josh thought of his mother, a perfect being with perfect hair, perfect teeth, and the goddess right out of one of his fantasy novels. She thought, did any mother stand up to the image of their children, their children had of them? No. The lifelike quality of the sketch. Most mothers are shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's wrong with you, Jason? Stop it. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. You said, you said no. <laughs> oh, I meant it. I know, but dude, you gotta. Excuse me, hold on a second. What's what's going on here? Oh, I'm nothing, Doctor. Tell Freud, me about just, your mother. Nothing, uh, unless I can draw this picture of what looks to be a black amorphous blob with teeth spitting out <laughs> spitting out racial epithets that represents my mother. Uh, nothing can live up to my vision of what my mother is. Oh, and it's very very sad. Um, did she happen to be? Uh, uh, did she happen to lick clam? <laughs> she did once when I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> she did it loud too. I could hear her laughing. <laughs> yeah, she did. Like <laughs> I didn't hear that, thank God. <laughs> I think if that was your memory, I'd still be laughing now. <laughs> I have had a bad day, can you tell? I'm I'm really I yeah, can't I notice, yeah. Oh god. The lifelike quality of the sketch cried out as a mirror, a reflection, and momentarily, without makeup or sleep, or the mindless doings of the day on her face, she knew she could not compare to. Upon close she inspection... She says to the picture, why don't you become mom? <laughs> she, she pins it to her forehead. But she, she, no, she takes a tack. Not even scotch tape. Just tacks it to her forehead. She's like, hi, Josh, is this how you see me? <laughs> And he's like, Mom. I'm so perfect. I bet you like dick in the butt. You like dick in the butt. I sound a bit like Marge Simpson. <laughs> a little bit. Homie. <laughs> Do you like dick in the butt? You like dick in the butt, Bart. <laughs> Homie. Homie. Jesus, people are right. The Simpsons have gone downhill. <laughs> It's not even a plot anymore. <laughs> that would be so great. The Fox is so dedicated to keep that show on the air. The writers just say, fuck it. It's a, that's the opening crawl. Instead of just The Simpsons, it says, fuck it, The Simpsons. <laughs> and Bart's like, Bart's just like, he's like Writing burning on people's the houses down. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa's just I don't know what she's doing she's setting her bra on fire or she's something. not even on the show anymore <laughs> I laughed 
<laughs> Upon close inspection, she saw that the cheek had an abraded quality, as if someone had touched it. She thought possibly Ben, but he had not come into the kitchen. Not once. And she thought maybe Josh, Josh or herself had brushed it. No. There was a very cl- clear print and drag of a finger through the charcoal. She damned herself for not using the fixative spray sooner. But then, it had been part of her plans for the day, which had been foiled by her son getting fucked by a car. <laughs> Your kid's gay because he got hit by the car, remember? That's trucks, right. Trucks make you gay. Uh, but who would do such a thing? Not Josh, not Ben, and certainly not her. She not the house to- goblins. Yeah, but we know who did it. Uh, we know. She don't. Uh, she thought back to the photos and how they were all out of order. The two worries mingled together in her mind. Uh, then the fact that she had gone into the bathroom, the toilet seat had been up. Uh-oh. Though she thought, though she never had to, wait, though she never told her son to put it down, never had to, it was up. Because he's sitting down. <laughs> and before either of the boys had relieved themselves into it. Have you ever just sat down to do it? You're just like, I'm too leak. tired to stand. Um, I, you know what? I have periodically done this thing where I will, I will take a dump and then, you know, wipe up, wash my hands, go away. And then all of a sudden I'm like, now I need to take a leak. Yeah. And I'll sit back down just in case more dump needs to come out. <laughs> more dump. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've I've sat down to pee. I I pee in the fucking shower, man. I don't care. Peeing's weird, isn't it? It's, it's one of the weird. fun. You know what? It's it's horrible if you can't, but when you can, it's ecstasy. Do you ever think? Oh, about when it you that finally way? get to? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, even if even if you don't really have to pee that bad, when you do get to pee, it is amazing. Uh, I think. I it, mean, <clears throat> I think it's right up there with putting on a brand new warm piece of underwear from the dryer. I don't think that's nearly the same. But yeah. okay, you don't. You, oh, come on. Have you my ever favorite taken thing to get a out pair of, the dryer of underwear? Is my, is my bathrobe. But have you ever taken a pair of underwear out of the dryer and put them on immediately? No. It's, you know I've why? I've never been standing there naked from the waist bod from the waist down looking at my watch waiting for the dryer to end please dryer end my nudity oh my god i will take brand new tidy whities fresh out of the package and put them in the dryer to get that wrinkle out yes and then i will put them on immediately oh my so god you don't does that have... feel amazing yeah i know yeah i don't have the kids living in the you apartment. don't have 24 hour kids if i did that the kids would immediately walk in it's like dad standing in front of the dryer with no pants on you know what with your knowing you and and knowing a little bit about your kids they'd probably be like eh, that's normal no they would freak the fuck out just like <laughs> i'd freak the fuck out if Bullshit. i walked around, turned around the corner and one of them just standing naked in some room oh god oh my god isn't that the most awkward thing ever oh what jesus uh no just 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 walk, like walking by your kid's bedroom and they're in there just and you and they're getting dressed they're they're undressed and you're like oh okay because yeah. you, you forgot about their privacy mm-hmm. for a second and you're like I I need to make sure that you know you have to, and you knock on the door and it opens and there's my son's there's my son's balls Jesus, Jesus <laughs> no I've Christ. never actually that has not happened thankfully <laughs> I will cross cross myself but what has happened is like my daughter will just walk out of her out of her bedroom wearing you know underwear and like like whatever t-shirt she had on and now she's 20 right stop it 20 and i'm like yeah i'm like what are you doing no no go put some clothes on she said these are clothes and i'm like no they're not yeah yeah no luckily that hasn't happened with little miss yet. no thank, thank thankfully and i uh yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> she placed the sketch on the divider carefully carefully lovingly and knelt down under the sink to pray to it there she <laughs> to what 
to pray to it. There she rooted, yes, just like all 1950s moms did. There she rooted through the cleansers, cleaner's cleansers, ditch soap, and found the spray fixative that would hold the charcoal to the sketch. Stood up and went back to the divider. There she took some paper weights, not more than little balls of glass with flat ends, trinkets Josh brought home from a glass bowing factory, placed them at the upturned curly corners of the paper, and sprayed the page. He had so many shards of glass in his mouth. What? He went to a glass blowing factory. Oh God! No, 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 no. It was satisfying, but I hurt. <laughs> uh, lightly <laughs> dusting it until it was wet, and let it dry overnight. She thought, oh, and left it to dry overnight. Sounds mm-hmm. like an end of a chapter. Yeah. She thought end. maybe she would leave her musings about the misplaced things aside until tomorrow, but her mind would not let it go. She was going to take a shower, brush her hair, which was probably in tatters, moisturize her feet, take it out and leave and take leave of this weird day, but could not. Something about her home was just off. Someone else had been in her home and she knew it. Though quite a few people had been in her home, they'd never stayed yeah. long. Suddenly uh, she realized what had happened. That little shit blue never left. She beat her fest- fist. She's in here somewhere. Yeah, are you under the cupboard, you fat shit? Get out of there. I <laughs> no. can hear you. I can hear that you're I'm fat. Not. I can hear that I you're fat. I missed a clean. <laughs> I, can, I can smell your tiny dick under there. She beat Curse her f- you, tiny dick. Why do you have such a big smell? Why are you so fragrant? <laughs> <laughs> It smells like strawberries. I know mom told me to wash it, but I don't. I, you don't rule me. I like to marinate. <laughs> <laughs> she beat her fist against the <laughs> counter and said, damn it, under her breath. What had she invited into her home? A peeper? A creeper? Someone who, having forgotten what they wanted, who had gotten what they wanted from her, would linger around. She felt fear. Ugh. <sighs> She went to the cupboard above the sink and reached the top shelf and palmed around for something blindly until she found a Maxwell Health coffee coffee can. Maxwell House coffee can. Brought it to her chest and looked into it. The money she'd been saving there was still rolled in small bundles with her rubber bands. She sighed with relief and then put the can back where it went. From the kitchen seat, she surveyed the living room. Nothing there had been disturbed other than the pictures, and so she moved on. Walking the hallway to the bathroom, nothing there either. She could not inspect Josh's room yet, just yet. Yes, she could. She you could. They're asleep. Oh, my God. I'm going to open the door. Oh, my God. He's teabagging. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Mom, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Make me some spaghettios. spaghettios. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I need post-coital SpaghettiOs, please. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I told you that he talked to his Put mom. Put a blindfold like that, right? on and feed him to me while I do her. Well, he, was, he was like, you fucking bitch. Just get me my SpaghettiOs. Why can't people like him get hit by a car? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, you know you know what the worst part is? It isn't... I, 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 I'm I sorry. I know you're going to say this is wrong. My priorities are wrong. But it, the fact the fact that he talked to her they, that way was not the most disturbing thing about that. It was the okay. fact that he looked at me as if I was going to agree with him for talking to her that way. Uh, he was like, yeah, that's how you talk uh, to her. And all of us left. We were literally like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And he's like, what? What's wrong? He's going to get someone accidentally pregnant. And there's going to be another one of him wandering around. He probably already did. A 16-year-old <laughs> that he found on the internet. I already told you this. I'm very in tune with the teenage mind. (laughs) 
I'm really in tune with teenage minds. He said that. I'm not even uh-huh. making that up. He fucking said that. So gross. Okay, so here's a weird thing. You ready? Yeah. I was walking to Bart, San Francisco. And you saw fairly me. Ro- <laughs> fairly romantic city, right? Yeah. And I'm walking along, and there's a, a girl, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like in this little alcove. It, it's been raining all week. Looking with deep, romantic, passionate love, her hand, her head, her head is cupped in the hands of this man that's taller than her. And the man is like 40 years older than her. Uh-huh. He's like an old man. Like, not like. Wait, how old is oh, she? Oh, he's a very. He's like a very handsome 50 year old or 40 year old. She looks like she's 22. And he's like 84. Yeah. Like an old man. <laughs> like. Okay, so, and it was just so brief, but I could tell from the look at her, look in her face that she was absolutely, totally in love with this dude. They were very, very, you know, very close together. I don't think this was like a grandma, grandpa and granddaughter going out someplace. This was like a very intimate thing that they were doing out on the street. Yeah. I didn't look back and take a look at it again, try to look at, see what was going on, but it struck me so hard because number one, you usually don't see stuff like that in public. And mm-hmm. number two, you'd never see it usually between <clears throat> such a des- disparate age difference, mm-hmm. right? If they're in love with each other, they're fine. Go with I don't care. I don't care. It's, that's what she wants? Great. If that's what he wants, fine. But it was so striking to me all of a sudden to see that. I mean, because his he had like, cobwebs. His hands had the thin old person's skin. Yeah. And the, and the blue veins. You know how easily that can tear? I know. If you, if you go to take one of their wrists and lead them someplace, you can literally peel the skin away like the, the skin skin of a kiwi that's what it's like great a tomato probably better more things to look forward to awesome hey you know i just i'm closer than you i know but i'm the one that gets to see it every day i know you do I'm the one who knows that they actually use tape to tape that tear back there because there's nothing else that will hold it there until the blood clots if it clots uh, which sometimes it doesn't because they're doesn't. on heparin. Yep. And their belly is full of little purple dots from taking that heparin in the belly. Is that what that does? Yeah, because you're you're squirting a blood thinner into the stomach, into the flesh oh, of the yeah, stomach. Yeah. So the, the, the brain usually produces a bruise right there. Yeah, to know that you might. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. You ready? Are we living far too long than nature intended? You mean no, no? The human body appears designed to live like well, not designed. In 200 years, we just die of slow poisoning. Okay, let me put it. Let me put it this way. <laughs> we oxidize, <Evolution>, Jason. <laughs> evolutionarily, right? Yeah. We seem to have. Uh, while our age, the median age keeps going up and up, right? Mm. So it used to be like 30. Yeah, they live painful, <laughs> live painfully long past when we're supposed to. That's what I'm thinking. Are we living painfully long past when we're supposed to? We're keeping, we're keeping everybody alive with all these new drugs and new new medical procedures that, hey, yeah. you, don't, you don't need a pancreas anymore. We'll just give you a fake one. You know, it's like... <laughs> Give you a fake one. <laughs> and it works, too. We literally found out that if you fill a tube with uh, with Coca-Cola and diarrhea, it, work, it works exactly the same. And that's the weird we're shit. Sewing, we're sewing this koala onto your back. He's going to filtrate your blood for you. <laughs> he smells like urine. Oh, that's because that's what they do. They just pee. And they eat eucalyptus leaves. But at least you'll have someone acting as your kidneys. Right. Uh, 
What had that idiot man done in her home? She opened the door of her bedroom and found it in the same disarray that she had left it in. To find any inca- indication that, that someone had been in there would be difficult. <clears throat> she may not find... She may not have had much proof it was him, but who else would have shifted the thing so clumsily? Because he's fat, he must be clumsy, right? That's right. <clears throat> fat people have trip over stuff. That's right. She remembered the way he lumbered along, like his legs hated carrying him. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Like his legs hated carrying him. The way he almost reeked of armpits, and he always reeked of armpits and ball sweat. (laughs) See, Uh. I told you. (laughs) The way he liked to take his time lingering on certain parts of her body, like he had some obsession with them. His dirty fingers caressing her nipples over and over again like they were buttons to be pressed for milk. The way he had liked ah. to plant his face in her anus and lick it. <laughs> That's not in there, is yes, it? It is. Uh, you think of lying, I'll screenshot. We can, we, you know, no, I, you can... I believe you. <laughs> he was the only person who had ever asked for such a thing, but she obliged and had those dirty hands rooted around in her own. Now they're dirty now, but they're dirty yeah. with your own butthole, so you can't complain. Yeah, lady. <laughs> You're not allowed to complain if it's your own butthole. <laughs> <laughs> he, licked, he licked your toilet seat. Uh, she pulled off the blanket. She pulled the blanket off the bed, letting several clothing items fall to the floor. Ne- and next to more clothing that littered the space on a second. On the second thought, she did not know why she had done any of this and frowned, as it was more mess to pick up. Uh, oh. Nice. Yeah, it was probably best to do so anyway. Strangely, she thought it might actually be easier for her to find what would be missing if she just cleaned up now. You know, because women have orgasms waxing the floor. That's right. It is the 60s. Hey, dude. I had just recently read The Feminine Mystique when I was writing this. Uh Strangely, she thought it might actually be easier to find out what could be missing. Were she to just clean up now? She wasn't going to sleep anytime soon. She piled the blanket in the middle of the bed, then picked up every item of clothing on the floor and put it there, too. Then tucked the sheets and wrapped them around the pile, making a giant hobo's bag over her shoulder. And carried it into the mudroom adjacent the living room and dropped it on the floor in front of it. I'm really starting to write like a, uh, uh, my fav- one of my favorite writers, and I can't remember his goddamn name. I don't know. The guy who wrote No Country for Old Men. Oh, uh, God damn it. Why did you put that about uh, Elmore Leonard? No. No. Um, it's the same guy who wrote The Road. Same guy who wrote The Road. I know. It's uh, Leonard Skinner. Uh, no. no, no. I can look at my audible thing right here. Don't look it up. I just, it takes two seconds. Uh, it's, stop. Huh? It's on the tip of my brain. It's on the tip of my anus. Cormac McCarthy. Thank you. Um. Yeah, no, but that's what. What he does. I think I was also listening to that. So this this whole thing is not a paragraph. She piled right. the blanket in the middle of the bed, then picked up every item of clothing on the floor and put it there too. Then untucked the sheets and wrapped them around the pile like a giant hobo's bag over her shoulder and you carried into that. the mud room or Jason. Yeah, but that's the way he writes, and he won a Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> so all you're going to be accused of is copying him. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, the first thing they're going to do is be like, "This is your copy, Pulitzer." Fucker. <laughs> It literally says, this is what you get for imitating another writer. <laughs> what did he win the Pulitzer for? The Road. He went, oh, okay, he did win it. Yeah, me. and he deserved it, okay. too. That fucking book, mm-hmm. I, I don't even understand how it's so good. It's, really? It's such, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't understand how he put those words together on paper such that it is such a perfectly written book. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I look at my own writing sometimes, and I'm like, this is diarrhea. And, and you're like, make this do. Make, make do like he do. <laughs> 
Dude, from the opening line to the end of the book, it is so good. And what's weird is... The two characters don't, if I'm remembering correctly, they don't have names. Nope, it's just just the boy. Yeah. And then the main character who's talking, and he talks in third person sometimes, and then talks in Uh first person. It's weird, but it fits. Mm. It fits. Okay. Before she before she sorted the clothes, she went to the bathroom and dug through the hamper for Josh and Ben's clothing and the towels he used. With an armload of clothing, she went back into the mudroom and dropped those, dropped those atop the pile carelessly. She lifted the top loader and began to sort through the boys' clothes. Josh's had been easy enough. She rooted through the pockets and found nothing. Flopped them out so they would not wash inside out as she hated the sight of that. Ben's, however, <laughs> she lifted the underwear out of the pile and it had holes in the band and a skid no. mark inside. Ah. She was revolted by their smell. Not that she would put them to her face. The scent was plain enough from arm's length. She instead put them on over her head. <laughs> I'm, I'm then quietly mm, snuck into the boys' room. I, mm. Do you love me as much as him now, Josh? I just kiss, kiss my underwear face. <laughs> kiss my underwear face? I think there's a picture of me floating around as a child with my own underwear on my head somewhere. Why? Why? It was clean. How old were you? We were probably, probably six. Like, my brother probably did it, and then I was like, no, nah, I want to do that too. So I, we both put our underwear over our head, and my, my mother took a picture. I think every baby has a moment of escape baby. Yeah. You know what I mean by the escaped baby is the one that's running away with no diaper on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joyous and making this noise. Ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> yep, yep. <sighs> Flop them out so they would not... Oh, okay. Not that she had to put them to her face. The scent was plain enough at from arm's length. She, she smelled like... He smelled like poor person. She thought to throw them away, but decided against doing doing that action. Against... What? Here, okay. And she thought to throw them away, but decided against doing that action would have some sort of fine... Oh, as that action would have some finality to it. Meaning, if she yes. throws them away, it means he's staying. She needs to burn them. It would mean that she would have to buy the boy more underwear and perhaps more clothing. She would stay... He was staying only, only a few days, and that was that. She placed his underwear on top of Josh's underwear on on the dryer. Symbolism. Along with the along with the whites. Yeah, I didn't realize I even did that. To be washed separately from the colored clothing. She dug through Ben's pockets. Found Symbolism. A, <laughs> found a few pennies and a quarter that she placed on the sill beside the washer. A bay window behind the washer and the combo dryer that overlooked the yard. But it was pitch dark and she couldn't see anything but the lights of the kitchen streaming across the lawn in their tree. And Blue <clears> masturbating <throat> with a pair of underwear shoved in his mouth. Behind that fading into the dark was the pack the path that Blue had taken out, then back in. After putting in the colors in her blankets and sheets into the washer, she, she, along with some powdered detergent, and set the thing to wash, she thought it might be time for a cigarette and to do some investigating. She was not Whoa. much of a forensic expert, but she knew her home, every inch of it. Having decided that it in fact hadn't been invaded, it could it could have been that no one else but Blue would find out what, what she could find. What? Okay. Alright, let it, I, she, you know what? She find it's good. Stop. I hurt, Jason. He needs a, he needs an eye break. Mm. She would find out what the idiot had done. <laughs> what have you done, idiot? <laughs> she literally goes to the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you done, idiot? <laughs> she found her shawl on the coat hanger next to the sliding door of the living room and dug through her pocket for a pack of cigarettes and a lighter, then put on the shawl and flipped the flood. This, this is what this is what Cormac McCarthy does. So now you're just and writing flipped, like him. And flipped the floodlight switch to the backyard and stepped into the cool night air. 
She lit her cigarette and followed the path to the bushes adjacent the street behind the house. It was clear they'd been they'd been walked through, but she didn't she hadn't seen Blue do that. What she had not seen was the muddy boot prints along with the worn wet path to the street where her gutters drained into the road. Mm-hmm. Wait, where the gutter where the gutters drained into the ditch. It's probably Okay. No. Anyway. No, because the, okay. there's a ditch here that I yeah. It, oh, okay. <coughs> There they were, a set going out, turning around on themselves, then going back in. She followed his path, path taking three long drags. There, must, there he must have found the pictures and put them back in the wrong order, then gone into the kitchen and touched the drawing, then the bathroom to relieve himself, then Josh's room. She had not, she had not much to hide, as Blue already knew about her extra act, extracurricular activities. Right. But Josh had many things to hide. Suddenly, she was no longer worried just for herself, but for her boy, too. But what could that idiot do with the information? How could he explain how he'd obtained it? Right. Well, he was a police officer, but then he'd have to explain how he met her. Mm. She stood in the dark and, and yard and faced her house, through the lit windows of the mudroom, through the slider, the bathroom, and Josh's room. Oh, this is her looking from, from the yard into the house. Okay. Yeah. Smiled up at her giant, her giant, it smiled, <laughs> oh, oh, the face of the house smiled at her like a giant animal with its gaping maw waiting to swallow her whole. This is where we start to get Lovecraftian, which is why yeah. I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> It did not have to chase her or stalk her or any of those things. It merely had to be hers and inviting to have her. But now, having known that he ha- uh, that the home had been invaded, she did not feel safe. She could she could be being watched right now. Uh, she turned as if to surprise. <laughs> she turned. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> she turned as if to surprise someone who might be watching. Ha-cha! But of course, there was no one there. Occasionally, she heard the rustling of the leaves, the movement of the branches, her howls of the howls of animals in the backyard. All of this she attributed to fisher cats, but would now be worried it was lurking. There was a lurking man with grimy fingers, a tiny penis, ready to rape her. And a perfectly clean butthole. Or to hurt her boy. No, she has the clean butthole. Oh, that's true. She's got a clean... No, she didn't ask him to... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's like, I want you to clean my butthole, please. (laughs) Lick it clean like a mama kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a mama kangaroo. <laughs> or a mama horse, or a mama dog, or a mama cat. <laughs> just a mama something, Can you please. just meow while you're doing it? Can you put, if you're a mama and you have a tongue, just do it. Just, you're a mama, right? Okay, so I want to watch you lick your son's butthole clean. <laughs> <laughs> I made him sound a little bit like, like Buffalo Bill. You know, it sounds just a little bit like Buffalo Bill. Can you just, uh, can you just lick your son's butthole clean? <laughs> And say, what a lovely... I've got a gun to your head, remember? <laughs> there was only blackness there, a little bit of a path and bushes that she could see, and the unpaved road for the new development behind them. She reached out with the cigarette, poised to be launched from their middle finger and thumb and flicked it into the bushes into the road. It bounced twice, twice, and was left to smolder in the night. Just as she was about to hurt, to turn, she heard a skitter, as of the moment of as the movement of an animal in the dirt, and she froze. Uh-oh. Skit, 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 a few seconds, then skit, 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 skit. Whatever it was, it had four legs. There was no doubt about that. She had old. She had owned an old mangy dog when she was a child, and even though she loved him, his arthritic and movements. And now it's back for revenge. <laughs> 
His arthritic <laughs> movements about the house were, calcu- were calculated such that she could almost hear him coming, thinking about which steps were needed and which were not, which would cause pain and which would not. Her pity for the animal overtook her love, and in, and in most cases she was very gentle with him, never playing with him, only petting him gently. The movement Aww. sounded nearer. The soft touches in the dirt were closer together, moving a little bit faster. She had to make her feet move, but she could not. They were all rooted as deeply to the ground as the tree next to her and made a sound, not the growl of the dog or the yelping of a cat, but the mewling or whining of something hopelessly injured. Oh, no. <coughs> her feet were no longer rooted in, but curious now. Her only hope was that it was not a wolf, that even if injured, uh, it could cause her serious harm, but she remembered her husband's admonitions when moving to the country town. The wolves traveled in packs and rarely attacked humans as they were scared of them, especially ah. if they, there was a light, there was the light of the house or the fire. She reached into the pocket of her shawl and pulled out her lighter and flicked open the top and dragged the spark wheel against her thigh, igniting it. <laughs> there she held it aloft like a maiden surveying a castle ages before. Whatever it was, it was skittering along the road, back and forth, back and forth, prowling. She took a step, then another, until she reached the bushes and the space between that led to the road. Standing between the hedges, careful not to let the mud seep into her shoes, she looked down the le- left side of the road, then the right, and could see nothing. Maybe it was nothing. Maybe it was the shock of the day getting her inside her head and playing tricks on her. She had almost, she had after all almost lost her son. But that sound, the mewling, it reminded of her of her father on his deathbed, with the rattle in his breathing which gurgled on every exhale. His lungs, filled with fluid, could no longer expunge themselves of it, and finally it overtook him and killed him. Her mother had insisted that he die at their home, rather than at the hospital, impersonally staring at, conve- un- con- at conventionally cleaned walls with nothing to remind him of his life until he lived no longer. Mm. She herself did not want to watch this. She was only seven, and to lose a parent at that age was horrifying. Not that anyone had told her she had to watch, but that he was at the home, and being a child, she was curious. That same curiosity led her through the hedges, then into the street. She were she knew where anyone could see her, and would and she would appear strange, still dressed in her clothes from the day, wrapped in a night shawl, unkept and unclean. And the goddamn and her goddamn Teddy was riding up. Oh, she still hasn't taken off the oh, fucking yeah, Teddy. She hasn't changed. Yeah. She ached to peel herself out of the thing, but she was she she had to know what it was that was making that noise. Across the street was a trench a few feet deep that had been dung, dug to drain the road. At times it was still overflowing like a babbling brook. On the other occasions it was dry and it merely had a slight crackle of water which sapped through the ground, keeping the bottom of sediment, the bottom sediment soft, soft and moist, soft. Swaft. <laughs> in the globe of the light she produced around her, it was difficult to see down there, though she tried anyway. Leaning over and pointing the flame to the right, to the left, she saw only wet dirt, twigs, branches that had fallen there, along with large hunks of rock. She heard the mewling again. It was to her right. Suddenly, she saw a movement, pointed her lighter at it, in that direction. It was not the scurry of an animal or fur, but it was looked what it looked like, a set of human feet. No, two. What? Two sets of human feet, intertwined. She leaned down. There were two figures laying on their sides, in the dirt facing each other. Both of their bodies were filthy and horribly lashed as if by a thousand whips. She thought they were the dead bo- they were dead bodies. They were the dead bodies. The only ones. What? Those are the last dead bodies. <laughs> she thought they were dead bodies, but then they moved. Both figures were nude as if and touching as if they did not care about the dirt and mud that caked themselves 
and was seeping into the wounds. The two faces kissed, their hands groping each other like they'd never even been touched before. That was when she realized the two figures were not merely innocuous figures at all. They were Joshua and Ben. When did she fall asleep? A shock and fear ran up her spine. It could not be real. She knew that the boys were in bed and that her home was just yards from her, sleeping, and they were, she was snoring. But there they were before her eyes, tormented and mutilated, twisted and gross into gross caricatures of themselves, kissing and touching like animals in the mud, pulling at each other's flesh to the point of pain. The two mindlessly stroked each other's penises, moaning <laughs> loudly at each touch and motion. The, the light of her flame wavered and she could not bear to look. It was frightening in the way it seemed so real. It must be a dream, she thought logically. Most of her dreams were quite lucid and usually involving some form of sex, but this, this was a nightmare. She must have fallen asleep on the couch and all of her worries of the day were inundating her restless mind, but she knew how dreams usually felt discordant, uncoordinated, and usually she acknowledged that it was a dream. As soon as she acknowledged it was a dream, it would change. This time, it did not. She was cold but for the warmth of her fingers from the lighter and gritted her teeth against the fear that had overtaken her. Two grind the two grimy injured boys continued their painful fondling as if she wasn't there. Joshua? She asked in a weak voice, but the two did not stir at her voice. Abruptly, roots a meter long sprouted from the dirt around them like tentacles. They waved in the air, lashing at the boys, causing them more injury, drawing more blood. She cried out, Joshua! And then, the waving tentacles wrapped themselves around the two. Even more of the roots sprang up from the ground, causing her to jump back a few feet in the dirt and avoid uh, had been, avoid the the dirt that had been flung into the air. Those enshrouded the boys, too, and began to grip them, squeezing harder and harder until their bones broke. She could hear the cracking noises so loud and horrible as it popped into her ears. It could not be real. She sprang into action, taking a step, and steadied herself against the ravine. Her feet sank into the mud, and she had and she did and as she did, it made her difficult for her to move. Using her might to step forward, she pulled her feet out of the mud, and leaning over the tangled mess, closed closed the topper of the lighter and put it away. There, standing stiffly out of the slowly disappearing bundle of human body parts, was an arm, no longer moving or stroking, but lifelessly draped over the twisted bunch. She reached out and took it, pulling with all of her might, and it was suddenly released as the arm came free from the body. Her momentum flung her back into the mud, and she was still holding the severed, torn arm by the hand. She dropped in surprised and screamed. Hmm. Well, that's, uh, there's one more page left. Should I keep going? Your voice is going quick. She pulled out the lighter and flicked it, flicked, flicked it against her capris, then held it out. The scene was gone. You're liking this. That's how I know. You're not, you're not saying yeah, anything. Just keep reading. Ah. She pulled out her lighter and flicked it against her capris and held it out. The scene was gone, as if it had never happened. Before her was the drainage pipe, slowly leaking water into the ravine, the rocks, twigs, and there, the disturbed, but where she had planted her feet in the mud and slinked along the ravine. It was not real, some sort of hallucination, with ominous overtones huh? and grotesque themes. She sat there in the mud, in the mud a moment longer, waving her lighter back and forth, hoping and hoping not, that the cone of light would reveal something. She did not want it to be real. But how could she... How could uh, but how could she want to have hallucinated? It would mean that her mind was somehow defected, defective, and in need of serious mental health. <laughs> <coughs> she was shaken, cold, and sweaty. She she mustered the strength to get to her feet and continued to wave the flame back and forth, awaiting the return of the terrifying scene. It did not return. She climbed out of the ravine, covering covering herself in filth, and stood aside <coughs> it, taking deep breaths to calm herself. Aside from the dirt caked, her clothes and a, her clothes, and the sight of unnerving feeling that she'd gone insane 
which was slowly dissipating. She was okay, still uh, still trembling. She walked <laughs> away from the ravine, but the sidewalk, the sideways, but walked sideways across the street to keep an eye on where she was going and where she had just come from. There would be no jump scare tonight, not in this movie. She reached the other side of the road, stepped between the bushes, and looked back one more time, listened for that horrible mewling, and neither heard nor saw nothing. She went inside and immediately felt herself she had made it. And how had her mind produced such a scene? It was unlike any horror movie she'd ever seen. She'd only ever beheld, ever beheld two dead bodies, and they had been complete, embalmed, and ready for burial. Could it have been the book she read? Possibly, but the ones she could think of with such menacing overtones were Dante's Inferno and the Bible itself. Just then, the washer stopped, and she looked down at the sorry state, at her sorry state, and realized she had not showered since the night before. She wanted nothing more than to peel off her clothes like a molting lizard. <laughs> All right, that ruined it. That fucking ruined it. Where are you? Did you go away? Jason? Hmm? Did you fall asleep? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said she wanted nothing more than to peel her clothes off like a molting lizard. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed it. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't asleep. I just I was drifting off and thinking about something. Before stepping any farther into the living room, leaving even more muddy fo- footprints on the ones she'd carelessly made on coming in when she thumbed them and placed them on the sliding door, even believing that she had what she had seen outside was not real, she felt a pang of fear, and she'd shut and uh, even after she'd shut and locked the door, she went down the hall and did a thing she did not normally do. She slowly opened Josh's door without his permission and peeked inside. The lights were tuned out. Were tuned out, and the two boys were sleeping in the bed, facing each other. They were not bloody or scarred or tormented in any way she could see or naked or naked yes they were no they weren't she held the knob to ensure the mechanism would not make a noise and closed the door everything was fine and she could finally shower hey bad Okay, that's it. Thank you, Eddie, for reading your story. Yeah, you're welcome. Remember, guys, if you have something you want to send to us, listen to the beginning <coughs> of the <this> show again. <laughs> for Living Finish, this has been Jason Harding. Oh, God. Oh, God. Your panties smell so good. Okay, God, your panties. Just put your panties no. on my head and I'll it's smell just them. Just downy. Like, like that <laughs> shitty movie Threesome. Where he goes through her panty drawer and wears her panties on her head and his head and sniffs them. Billy Baldwin, man. I never saw that. Movie. You should watch. You should do a review of it with with Steve. It doesn't sound like a classic. It's a cult classic. Is it? Yep. Are you sure, or is it just a movie that you've watched enough? <laughs> no, I've watched it once or twice. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. So one of the characters that? literally goes into someone else's drawer, like a, a girl's drawer, puts her panties uh-huh. over his head and and breathes through them talking to his friend. Great, I'll rush out, and, rush out and see it now. <laughs> Pay the 15 bucks to go see it in the theater. It's not here. <laughs> don't, don't. Wait, what year did it come out? Oh, like 1995 or something. Oh, fuck. You mean 30 years ago? Uh, holy shit. <laughs> what is this? 30? 20, 24. 24, 25. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Three, Bye, everybody. Too bad. The Lemmy Finish Podcast is a Lemmy Listen Podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen Podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. 
com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.